Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hour two on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick show. Come on in, stay a while. Gang's all here, ready to go. More phone calls coming up. We'll dive in a little deeper with the Michigan sign stealing scandal. More information came out and uh, it's getting interesting. I don't know where it leads to. I don't know. By the time the NCAA would rule on something like this, it might be three years down the road. I think Michigan is still being investigated or waiting for the fallout from what happened during COVID when they had impermissible contact with recruits. But what if Michigan would win the national title this year? And now you have that feeling like the Astros. that Does Michigan need to do this? Do they need to steal signs? And what is the rule? Can I have an advanced scout? This has been around for, I think, 30 years where they came up with this rule. And I don't know if it's, you know, cost efficiency that not all schools can afford to send somebody. But if you have somebody who bought tickets, sat midfield, and is videotaping the other team, getting signals there, if you, what if you go to a game and take notes and I don't videotape? Trying to figure all this out. I don't know if that's against the rule or not, but we'll uh, dive into this coming up in a little bit. Wednesday, the country gets chucked. Everybody's favorite killer doll is back. New episodes of Chucky every Wednesday at 9, 8 Central in USA. And Sci-Fi available next day on Peacock, which is where you can watch this show. We say good morning. There are a few dozen bottles of tailgate moonshine available at danpatrick.com. 
These are uh, pumpkin spiced maple moonshine. Get them while they last. Also, go to danpatrick.com, sign up for the newsletter. You'll get a heads up when the calendars are available. Best calendar we've made. It's awesome. We uh, based it off famous portraits uh, down through history. And there is nudity in there, once again, not safe for work. There's uh, some nudity. Fritzy, I think, uh, is nude in this one. I don't know anybody else nude in the calendar, or at least partially nude. Um, Marv? That's for next year. Oh, next year is all nude? Yeah. Okay. Yes, Todd? I usually start nude, and then the French kid tells me if he actually needs me to put on clothes, <laughs> and then I'm, you know, I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. Todd goes in thinking he's supposed to be naked, and they go, no, 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 no. Girls add clothes. Diamondbacks beat the Phillies, advance to the World Series against the Rangers, just like everybody predicted, right? Um, you have the uh, Nuggets getting their rings. Banner raised last night. They handled the Lakers. Golden State Warriors lose at home to the uh, Phoenix Suns. Victor Wambayama makes his debut tonight against Dallas. The Diamondbacks had a regular season run differential of minus 15. That's the worst run differential for a World Series team since the 1987 Twins. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. It does make them interesting because they're not your typical, hey, we just sit back and hit home runs. They steal bases. Oh, my God. What? Yes, they're old-school Arizona Diamondbacks here. Pitching staff was great. Uh, give them credit. They won't get the credit. It'll be about Philly collapsing. You go back home, you need to win one game, you lose both of those, and this is bad. That was bad. But the Diamondbacks jumped out early. Pitching kept them in there, uh, silenced the bats. Top of the order was not good at all, and Arizona and Texas in the World Series. By the way, Dylan, the graphics guy, has Texas. He picked Texas to win the World Series at the start of the playoffs. And uh, we'll update that, of course, with the podcast tomorrow. Dan Patrick takes a gamble with Shea and Irving and Bad Larry. Yes, Marvin? Do you think MLB's like, great, Arizona and Texas (laughs) in the World Series? Okay, what else are they going to do? you got to embrace it. Now, Now you have to work harder at kind of spicing this up a little bit. Because... Hey, Bryce Harper's in there, or the Astros are in there. You're going to get a tune-in factor. Now you don't have that. Now you have to do a little bit of homework here, and and you're going to have to go above and beyond and try to bring out some stories that people will be interested in. Yes, Seaton. Somebody uh, presented the poll question, which might be unfair. More interesting series: Rangers Diamondback uh, World Series or Astros Phillies third place game? <laughs> Astros Phillies. Yeah, probably so. But is that just because we know those teams? Or are they just genuinely more interesting? They're more interesting. And we know them. And you have an opinion about both of those teams. Like Texas. Does anybody really have an opinion about them? One way or another? Arizona? They're like, okay. They won 84 games. Maybe it's like we're getting introduced to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Here we are going to be in November, and we're going to get get to know your Diamondback. We should do that, Paulie. Know your Diamondbacks. I was not prepared for that. How about <laughs> know your Arizona Cardinals? Do I do the Coyotes? Oh, Coyotes, Coyotes or Diamondbacks? Yeah. Oh my God. How about that? 
Yes. That's fun. Yes, Eden. It's tough to do know your Rangers followed by know your Diamondbacks as the two World Series teams. Yeah, I know. That's I know. That is I know. tough. I know. Yes, Marvin. So should we just go back to whoever has the best record, wins the pennant, and meets up in the World Series? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> the way Thank it, you. The way Thank it you, used Marvin. to be. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, the way Thank it used you. to be, if you won your division, uh, best record, and, you know, the Red Sox would finish second. Thank you. Ted Williams would be like, oh, sorry, you're not going to the World Series. It's the Yankees. Yes, Mark. Dodgers-Astros would be like what the Yankees-Dodgers used to be back in the 50s. Mm. All right, let's go. The World Series this year would have been uh, Braves versus Orioles. Do you think that's where if you're the Braves or the Dodgers and you're going, the Diamondbacks? You have all this talent. Had great regular season, the Diamondbacks. But it goes back to what we've talked about many, many times, where you have these teams, unlikely teams, you win the wild card, and those teams are always the most dangerous because they've been in playoff mode. You know, Washington Nationals, the Giants in 2014, the Cardinals in 2011. Then you had a three-year run, 0-2 with the Angels, 0-3 with the Marlins, 0-4 with the Red Sox. All wildcard teams who went on to win the World Series. Yes, Paul? The Dodgers outscored their opponents this year by 207 runs. The Braves outscored their opponents by 231. And let's see, the Tampa Bay Rays outscored their opponents by 195. Mm-hmm. The Rangers by plus 165. And again, the Diamondbacks were minus 15. But, you know, you, you can't use fluke. Like, it, it, I guess, like even in the NCAA tournament, you, you could fluke your way to one win, but you can't fluke your way to Butler being in the finals against Duke. Like the Diamondbacks, you know, it wasn't a one-game series. They they earned their way there, and it's sometimes in football a team that shouldn't be there got there. Yeah, but we've seen college basketball teams get on a run where they might win three or four games. They don't win at all, but they do surprise a lot of these teams. Where you're like, where did that? Where did George Mason come from? And it it does happen. Butler was the one that made it to the title game and had a shot twice. Win. Yeah, twice. Yes. Uh, are we uh, gonna? Dive into this Michigan story here. Uh, Austin Meek, he is a staff writer covering Michigan football and basketball for The Athletic. He's written a couple of columns here. Did a deep dive on this. Austin, kind enough to join us here. All right, help me understand, what did what is Michigan accused of doing uh, illegally? So there's an NCAA rule that's been on the books since 1994 that says that teams can't scout their opponents in person during the same season. And the allegation is that the staffer at Michigan, Connor Stallions, who's been suspended, was basically coordinating this off-campus scouting ring, buying tickets at other Big Ten stadiums and other stadiums around the country, and then coordinating people to go in and watch the games and film the signals of the other teams, which, at least according to the spirit of the NCAA rule, would be a violation. What if you're not filming? What if you're just observing? I mean, it... Like, how deep does this go that makes it illegal? If I just go and I'm watching, watching your mannerisms, your gestures, your signals, is that illegal? So there's two, actually two separate rules that would be applicable. One of them is about technology and, and filming, and one of them is just about scouting. And the definition of scouting is really vague in the rule, and I think that's part of what this is going to hinge on is what actually is scouting? If you have somebody who's just a fan in the stands observing the game, does that person count as a scout? of your school. And I don't honestly know the answer to that. I think there will be a lot of technical arguments made about the definition of a scout. And that's why I go back to the the spirit of the rule is that you can't do this. 
But in terms of how the letter of the law is interpreted, I really don't know the answer to that. It's like Deflategate. I think the rule is silly, but if you're going to lie to the NCAA or, you know, Jim Harbaugh says they didn't do anything wrong. Um, They're already under investigation, I guess, for, you know, what happened during COVID. Uh, He says he wants to be the, I think, gold standard here with (laughs) his program. Uh, Did they offer him a contract extension this season? And, And is that on the back burner now? Yeah, so we've reported that before any of this came out, Michigan was in the process of working on a a massive contract extension for Jim Harbaugh. In fact, there had been hopes that that would get done in the next couple weeks. And and my understanding is, yeah, that's on the back burner now. I I don't think Michigan can sign Jim Harbaugh to a huge contract extension with all of this going down. And and it just, you know, the timing of it is is not good for Michigan, given the fact that Jim Harbaugh served a three-game suspension to start this season. They already have had NCAA issues. Michigan stood by Jim Harbaugh in the midst of that. But I have to imagine for a similar thing to come up now in the middle of this season as, as Michigan is undefeated and right now the favorite to win the national championship, it, it has to be uh, really disappointing for a lot of people around Michigan. Doesn't this come down to the commissioner of the Big Ten, not the NCAA? Because the commissioner of the Big Ten is going to determine they have the authority. They have the exclusive authority to determine sportsmanship violations if they've occurred and what the penalty should be. So this really isn't the NCAA. This is the new commissioner of the Big Ten, I believe. I think Tony Petiti is in a really interesting position here. The Big Ten was notified by the NCAA that the NCAA was investigating this as a potential infractions case. And that put the Big Ten, I think, in kind of a bind because you're absolutely right. The Big Ten has a responsibility to ensure fair competition in its games. Tony Petiti has the authority to punish Michigan or Jim Harbaugh if if they deem that to be justified. At the same time, I think that the Big Ten is trying to keep a little bit of distance and not get in the way of the NCAA investigation, defer to the NCAA since they have been informed that the NCAA is investigating. But I, I would think, knowing what we know about the NCAA process and how long it takes, I think there will be some pressure on the Big Ten uh, in the meantime to step in and do something if it seems like the integrity of Big Ten football games has been compromised. And I wonder, because if the NCAA is left to rule on this, this could take years. Um, But the Big Ten, like that could be something that they could rule on, I'm going to guess, pretty soon if they found enough. Or imagine Michigan winning a national title. you know, that's going to stoke this up as, you know, the further they go along this season, the more successful it's like the Astros where you go, well, they're cheating. Well, you know, they're somehow cheating. And then I know that there's some internet sleuths who are posting photos here of the signals of videos of, you know, people who are, you know, (laughs) trying to steal. Is that the proof here that, Hey, they have, a card, a placard that has signs on it that shows, you know, what teams are calling or maybe there are uh, audibles there. Well, no. So a lot of the videos that have surfaced on social media, the ones of Connor Stallions on the sidelines standing next to Michigan's coordinators, that's actually all perfectly legal. Sign stealing isn't illegal in college football. Every program does it. Every program probably has a card with other teams' signals on it. So the real question is, how was Connor Stallions gathering the information that he used to try to decode the other team's signals? He had a reputation in Michigan's program as a guy who was really good at decoding signals, (laughs) but was he doing it in a way 
that broke NCAA rules. And so really, the, I think the incriminating evidence is going to be if there's somehow video evidence of people that can be tied back to Michigan in other stadiums taking video, uh, if, if the NCAA is able to get Connor Stallion's computer and can see that people were sending him videos of signals, I think that would be much more incriminating than anything that would surface of him on the Michigan sideline. But Austin, why don't they get up, get it, uh, you know, up to speed with modern technology and have the communication in the helmet? Just like, you know, there are high school teams that have this. Why? Why doesn't yeah. the NCAA, or at least you know, certain conferences have this? Yeah, that's been a big push. I think if anything comes of this, I won't be surprised if if this situation is the catalyst for in-helmet communication to happen in college football the way it happens in the NFL. I think there are lots of reasons why it, it hasn't happened. And one of the reasons may be that teams still feel like they can get a competitive advantage by operating in these gray areas, and teams don't like to give that up. Uh, but I think certainly from the Big Ten perspective, and I think a lot of people around college football are going to look at this situation and say, this is this is just a, a scandal waiting to happen to continue to not have the in-helmet communication and create this gray area that it appears that Michigan and, and probably some other programs have been trying to exploit. Well, you had Dion saying it's not a big deal. Matt Rule said it's not a big deal. It's almost like, hey, I know my pitcher is scuffing up the ball and your pitcher is probably scuffing up the ball. Let's just call the whole thing off. We're not going to you know, tattle on each other. But the importance of this with Ohio State and their media this isn't going away anytime soon, but I'm just curious, what happens next? Well, Dan, I think you're right that that the Big Ten will have some decisions to make, and if we're looking for some sort of punishment to happen soon, I think it would either have to be something from Michigan or, or something from the Big Ten, because we know how the NCAA works. But it's it's hard for me to, to see that happening unless there's something really, really conclusive I don't think the Big Ten wants to step in and suspend Jim Harbaugh or declare Michigan ineligible for the Big Ten championship game (laughs) when this team is ranked number two and and undefeated. That certainly wouldn't be good for the league if Michigan is not eligible. So I think there are going to be some hard decisions to make. As as more comes out, there may be increasing pressure for something to happen. Uh, But it's just hard for me to see anybody really stepping in and, and derailing this Michigan team that could very well play for a national championship. You've done a great job on this. The last two columns I've read, uh, a lot of information in there. Uh, Austin, thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, Dan. Austin Meek, staff writer covering Michigan football and basketball for The Athletic. Yeah, I don't know where this goes. I don't know if it goes anywhere anytime soon, but uh, a source just said to me, it's really up to the commissioner. The commissioner of the Big Ten has exclusive authority to determine if sportsmanship violations have occurred and what the penalty would be. This isn't the NCAA. I don't know if Tony Petiti, who just got there as the commissioner, wants to hurt Michigan's chances of maybe bringing the Big Ten a national championship. All right, we'll take a break. Doc Rivers, he's working for the mothership now as an NBA analyst, and Doc will join us coming up right after this Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. 
In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, I, mean, I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. 20 minutes from now, Fritzy's Diamondbacks song, his tribute to the Arizona Diamondbacks, it will be to the tune of Hire by Creed. So we're forewarning everybody in Arizona. Maybe it's time to uh, take your kids out of school. It'll be a uh, beautiful <laughs> moment, a rejoiceful moment when Todd sings his tribute to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Doc Rivers will join us coming up here as well. Doc will be on the call. It'll be Celtics and the Knicks coming up tonight at 7 Eastern on the Mothership. And then uh, Warriors-Kings Friday night, that'll be on the Mothership as well. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Michael in Fort Wayne. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind today? 
Good morning, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I feel uh, uh, morally or morally obligated to talk about Fritzy's song that's coming up. Um, I like Fritzy. <laughs> I want to support him. But after hearing what he did to the Olivia Newton-John and Burt Young tributes, I think we need to up the ante a little bit here. Okay. When Fritzy ignores the beat and just speeds ahead of the song like he does, it causes me physical pain. So I propose that if he wants to proceed with his song, there should be some kind of risk in order for him to improve. I think if it happens again today, mm. he should get a pie to the face on behalf of your captive audience. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. I'll take that under advisement. I did hear Fritzy practicing the song. Is this going to be a true tribute to them? Is it going to be, are you going to try to make it good? Yes. It's uh, not okay. a spoof, and I will try to go slower in, uh, in the actual singing of it. Maybe the song is, can you take these pyres, like pie <laughs> instead mm. of higher, mm. pyre. Uh, Ian Rappaport is reporting the Titans are going to go with rookie quarterback Will Levis starting on Sunday. Ryan Tannehill with his ankle is likely out. Paul in Iowa. Hi, Paul. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. I have a comparison on Big Ten football fan bases with this Mich Michigan situation. Uh, but first, uh, shout-out to Andrew Downs, uh, program director at KXNO of your affiliate in Des Moines. They're losing a great guy there, and we're going to miss him on the radio. Uh, but – for Michigan, this just shows that winning and scoring points cures everything because nobody in the Michigan fan base is calling for Harbaugh's head, but two states over here, we have a fan base that wants the athletic department to <laughs> circumvent the head coach and fire his OC son right now. Yeah, you're taking, you, you'll take any points you can get when you're just coming off a horrible call on that loss. And the over-under was the lowest in uh, college football history. <laughs> They're begging for, you know, some sign stealing there at Iowa. Yes, Eaton. By the way, Andrew Downs is a great guy. He was, uh, when I was in Des Moines, he was essentially, if I was the mayor, he was like the chief of staff. And he opened up that whole city to me. Really, really great dude. Yeah, and we appreciate the support in uh, Des Moines. Yeah, yeah. Paulie. I, I love the local reaction to Jim Harbaugh. He's never been in better shape yeah. as a Michigan head coach. They're about to give him a contract extension, which they want to do. He's beaten Ohio State every year. They're, what, second chance, best chance for the national title this year? His career has never been better in Michigan. Yeah. They don't want to lose him in the NFL. They don't no. want him getting punished. You don't have a problem with this. No. Oh, it's like, hey, everybody else should be doing the same thing. It seems archaic, though, that you can't go out and scout your opponent. You can't videotape. And they do that in high school where you can go out and scout your opponent. Uh, Chad in California. Hi, Chad. What's on your mind today? Hey, Bob. Hey, all right, so back in May, uh, I was leaving a Angels-Rangers game. I'm a longtime Angels fan, uh, regrettably, I might add. And the Rangers just kicked our butts, walked out, sat in my car, and put 250 bucks on the Rangers to win the World Series. Okay. Uh, it is $250 to win $11,000. And now I'm debating whether or not I should be hedging out of this, take the wife somewhere nice, or if I should let it ride, have the high of my life. Okay. I don't know your financial situation, Chad. You can win $11,000. If you hedge your bet, what's, what, what can you win, 6000 I can guarantee six. I can get a little riskier, do like a 3-8 situation, but obviously my heart says let it ride. Okay, you can have a wonderful vacation at six grand. You could have two vacations for eleven grand. 
All right, let's let let's uh, now. I got five guys here, so I'm gonna. Do you want to take our advice? If I give you a yay or nay, do you let it ride? I will. I will take the group's advice. Okay, Seton, I'll start with you. Yay or nay? Let it ride for eleven grand for Chad in California on the Rangers to win it all. Man, two vacations sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but how many awesome vacations could you have if that hits? Many more. What is your answer? Yes or no? Let it ride. I think just for the content, I'm saying let it ride. I'm sorry. I hope that your marriage and life goes well. Let it ride. Marvin, let it ride. Hedges bet. How is he financially? Uh, I don't. It doesn't matter. Oh, doesn't matter. No. Oh, then let it ride. Okay. Paulie, let it ride. Let this it a, ride. This is a big vote, Paul. This is a big vote. All right. Let it ride and let your wife know first. Yeah. yeah. Chad, good luck. <laughs> good luck. What could go wrong? I appreciate it. She, she's in. Good. Wow, she's a ride or die then. She's a real. All right. Now we have a reason to watch the World Series. Chad in California. Doc Rivers, he'll be on the call. Celtics in the Knicks tonight. Oh, you got to dust off the microphone. Do you remember how to do this, Doc? (laughs) I don't don't know, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at the picture behind you. You got, I think that's Al Michaels, if I'm not, uh, if my eyes are are still right. Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to try to dust them off and, um, at least I'm not talking about, you know, but golf or something I don't know, you know. So let's let's hope it all works out. Okay. Are you a coach when you're a commentator? Are you a former player when you're a commentator? Are you a fan when you're a commentator? Well, hope I'm all three. You know, it, it's interesting. Uh, when I first did this, I think, Dan, you were 11 when I was, with my first <laughs> broadcast. Uh, I sat next to Vern Lundquist, and he told me, Listen, son, uh, you can do this a lot of ways. Uh, the way I would do it, I would celebrate the game. Uh, I would make sure everyone leaves the game happier with knowledge and they enjoy it. So that's what I'm going to try to do. How's the voice? Because usually when I talk to you, you got your coach <laughs> voice. I, I worry about that voice of yours. Oh, I do too. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, my daughter played me a clip. Uh, a year before I took my coaching job, and that was a different voice. Wow. So uh, I guess it's if you had, you know, I don't know, 20 kids, um, you know, at a, at a camp every day where the acoustics were awful, and you did it for 24 years, this is what would happen to your voice. Have, you, know? have you gone to see somebody? Oh, I have. I um, Actually, when I was with the Celtics, um, I had a polyp on my vocal cord um had to get it removed which is scary you've heard those stories where you know any bad incision on that you're voiceless uh other than that it's just my voice it's just Thibodeau's voice it's it's, you know it's a lot of screaming in loud arenas and it happens uh it does feel stronger now uh but this is going to be my voice for the rest of my life Fritzy uh does an impersonation of you is it is it okay I mean, yes. Okay. I've heard a lot of them. Okay. All right. I want you to judge it. All right, Fritzy. Um, how about you play Doc Rivers and I'm going to uh, interview you after a big win. And uh, uh, hey, coach, congratulations. How did you do it? 
You know, Dan, we played within ourselves. I told the guys before we took the court, forget about the name on the back of your jersey. It's only about what's on the front. It was our first team effort in a while. I don't see guys running over to the scores table with a video board looking for their stat line. We went big. We went small. I'm proud of the guys. We got to shore up a couple of things. All right. Thanks, Dan. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, that's that's really good. Slow to Kate it. Slow it down a little bit. Okay. Other than that, it's perfect. That was that was really good. That's that's better than Jamie Foxx's impersonation. Well, that's terrific. Fritzy's kind of morphed into Kevin Harlan there too, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fritzy does a great Kevin Harlan. The Nuggets have gone up eight to six, and the Oklahoma City Thunder want to talk about it. A seven zero run. This is the NBA on TNT. <laughs> you know, Kevin is is a good friend. I did games with Kevin, and I remember one of his first games. And now I'm. You know, a season bet with Turner in my third year. And it was a Houston Rockets game. It was the literally, and I'm not exactly, it's the third play of the game. And Kevin goes big, you know, <laughs> and he looks at me and he says, too early? Said, <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um, how would you use Victor Wambayama? How, how much playing time would you give him if you were coaching him? You know what's surprising is all the talk about playing time with him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think you're just going to play him. Um, they see him every day. You know, um, I wouldn't worry about the minutes with him early. I've never heard that much talk with rookies. Maybe because of Zion, people are concerned, or because of his body type. You know, Chet gets injured last year. I think Pop is just going to play him, um, you know, 30, 35 minutes a night uh, if he's healthy. Uh, but man, I, I gotta tell you, Dan, um, he looks special, like special, special to me, uh, in everything that I see and, you know, forget the talent and all that. What I see that I like the most is he has this, um, this competitive thing in him that you can actually see. You saw it when they played Oklahoma, you saw it after the first bad uh, game in the summer league in that second game, he, he's done it. He did it a bunch last year too. He's played with grown men already uh, in his life, not grown men this talented. Um, yeah, I, I just think they're not going to worry about it. And if something tells them to, they will. But I don't think that's the game plan. It's worrying about minutes with him. Talking to Doc Rivers. He'll be on the call for the Mothership Celtics in the Knicks tonight at 7 Eastern with Mike Breen. Also, he'll be working Friday night, Warriors and the Kings at uh, 10 Eastern. Explain to me how Jokic does this. Boy, it's hard. You know, um, I made a comment like three or four years ago. Like, I mean, this at the time, you remember when his body didn't look as good as it looks now. I I was like this big, overweight uh, bartender is destroying (laughs) us. He's destroying us. Uh, And and, and that's how he looked. And you watch him play, Dan, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, And almost everything he does, his passing, uh, his shots, um, his shot making ability doesn't get enough play. You know, obviously he can make the three, you know, he has great post moves, but his unorthodox little flip shots in traffic through contact. Uh, and, you, and we're talking all that. And then you forget the best part of his game and his passing. He can, he's one of those guys, Magic Johnson type, that he makes his whole team better. Uh, immediately. Everybody that plays on the floor, I would be, I would be scared if I was a GM to sign a player from the Denver Nuggets because you really like he makes them that much better. And so you're trying to evaluate, well, if we take him, will this guy be that good? 
When's the last time you were watching a game as a player or a coach and you found yourself just watching the game, not playing in the game or coaching in the game, you were admiring something that you were seeing? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, it's been a long time, I'll, I'll tell you that. Because once you, once you coach, and you've, you've interviewed a million coaches, you never watch the game as just the game anymore. Um, you know, I'm watching the game last night, and um, Golden State, I thought, ran a terrific play. And the next thing you know, I'm jotting it down and trying to figure out, um, you know, different ways to stop it, different ways to run it if you're on offense. Um, you know, you see things a lot uh, in games, you know. And, and so I think from being a player, but more from being a coach, it's just hard to watch it that way. But you still enjoy it. You enjoy beautiful basketball probably more now. But you didn't find yourself as a player going, damn, that's impressive. Like watching it oh, that yeah. way. Yeah, I did. Uh, absolutely. You know, when you're playing guys, you know, I did guard Michael. <laughs> and, and there were times I was running down the court shaking my head thinking, damn, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you do. And even as a, as a coach, there's times where, especially when guys do it on your team, but even when guys on the other team, you're just so impressed by some of these guys and the way they play. Yeah, that absolutely still crosses your mind. If a GM called you to get your opinion on James Harden, you would say what? That's the, maybe the best question someone's asked me. Um, he went playing right. And if you watch that, tell everyone, go back to the first half of last year yeah. where, where he gave himself to the team. Then we were the best team in the NBA for a, a 10, 20 game stretch. And it was, you know, obviously we have Joel and Tyrese and Ty Tobias, but we were because James was being a point guard. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, uh, a coach called me and said, I never thought anyone could get him to do that. And he did, you know, for short term. So that's what I would tell them. And if you can keep him in that and, and not want to chase numbers or, or want to score, the thirst of scoring, um, then you you have a terrific player. Yeah, but, but what changed can. though, Doc? What changed? He was playing perfectly, I thought, for you guys. Yeah, he really was. I, I would say not making the All Star team really bothered him, um, and I thought that that was egregious. You know, the coaches just didn't put him on. You know, he was only leading the league in scoring or in assists. Um, he was having his best three point percentage shooting uh, year of his career. He was averaging plus 20, and the coaches didn't put him on the all-star team. And he would never say this, but in my my gut, I thought it changed almost immediately. Remember about a game or two after that, he called me and said, hey, I want to start coming and playing with the second unit more. Um, and I know exactly what that means. Um, more shots. More shots. I want to go back to attacking and playing. And, you know, we had our ups and downs from that point on. Uh, you know, it's funny about our relationship. It was an honest one. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It's probably why I'm doing TV. <laughs> <right now. laughs> but you have to be honest as a coach and you have to, you have to just keep selling it. Like, listen, when you do this, it may not be the best or most fun for you, but we are a better team. And I, and I never relented on that. And I, I thought he appreciated that even, even at the very end. But more frustrating, Harden or Ben Simmons? Oh, um, I, you know, that's a good one. I would say maybe James only because James can't. 
you know, like when he did, we were great. Ben was frustrated in a whole different way, you know, um, you know, just the mental part, the health part, um, the injury part, um, you know, just the work ethic part. I mean, all those things. And so that was a different type of frustration. I didn't, I didn't have the frustration with Ben thinking if Ben did this, we can win it. But I surely had that with James. And so because I'm in it to win it, I think maybe that would be more frustrating for you. Plus, it must be tough to coach somebody that you don't know if they love basketball. Certain guys are good at sports. you got to love basketball. And I wondered if Ben loved basketball or he was just good at basketball. Yeah, I would say I, I agree with that. Uh, there are times, um, like, and that's through the league. You know that. Like, if you don't love the game, um, you can only be good at it. And I've always said this, uh, the playoff always exposes guys who really love it. Uh, because the pressure of the playoffs uh, and the intensity of the games, if you don't absolutely love it, it will eat you up. It does. You can see it every year with certain guys. And so, um, yeah, I would say you're right on that. Like that, that, that I always look at Ben, though, and, and this is the coach part that probably does us all in, Dan, like every coach, if, the if word, like, man, I tell you, if he loved it or if, if I could get him to play this way, like he is a freak of nature, athletically, body-wise, vision-wise, uh, but the rest of the part wasn't there. Welcome back to the broadcasting community, Doc. Are well, you thank you. Are you here for good? Or is this a, just a temporary job? I, I don't even know the answer to that uh, yet, Dan. Uh, right now, I would say I feel like it's something that I want to just do. I'm having the most fun that I've had in a long time. I'm not getting calls at 3 in the morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, So it's a pretty good life. So I'm, I'm planning on staying there. Good to talk to you. We'll be uh, listening tonight, watching. Uh, thanks for joining us, Doc. Oh, always. Thank you. That's uh, Doc Rivers. He is uh, going to be on the call tonight. Celtics Knicks with the uh, great Mike Breen and then Warriors Kings Friday night. Both of those games will be on the mothership. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You missed the interview with Doc Rivers last hour. I thought it was really revealing. We'll bring back a portion where he talked about James Harden. When James Harden, tra- uh, you know, he almost changed right in front of Doc Rivers, and it happened at the All-Star break when James Harden didn't make the All-Star team. And Doc Rivers said he thinks that James Harden wanted to go back to being James Harden when he got to put up all the points. He had a lot more to say about James Harden and also Ben Simmons. So we'll have a portion of that for you coming up. Also more of your phone calls as well. He is uh, Jason McCourty, won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Done a great job as an analyst for Good Morning Football. Played in the NFL for 13 seasons. You can see him on Good Morning Football, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. Has your opinion of Kirk Cousins changed? Jason, after what we saw against the 49ers, we tend to react from week to week. How about you? I've always been a Kirk Cousins fan, and uh, I go I go to bat for him to the point where people keep saying, especially Minnesota fans, where it doesn't happen or they don't make the play at the end of the game. You think back of last year, they lose that playoff game to the Giants. You're just like, we got to get rid of Kirk Cousins. I'm like, and you're replacing him with who? And I think every time those – things start to creep in. Kirk Cousins goes out there and he has a game like he had Monday night against the 49ers where he was just unbelievable. But going into that game, he led the NFL in touchdown passes. So it's not like he was just out there slouching or in some type of slump. 
And he did that without Justin Jefferson. So my opinion of Kirk Cousins has been the same. He can play. He hasn't won the big game, but he balls for them week in and week out. And then also uh, his sense of fashion is really poor, so that hasn't changed at all. <laughs> but it, but it, he should be an underdog story. It feels like when he got that guaranteed contract, people turned on him. Like, that's the guy who's going to get the first all-guaranteed contract? I mean, he's, a, what, a fourth-round draft pick? And he's done he's done a pretty good job in his career. No doubt about it. Think about it. He was drafted to be RG3's backup. Yeah. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's a starter in Washington. And as far as the guaranteed contracts, I, I look at it as, well, he understood what the game was. He understood the market. He understood what his abilities to do. And he had the leverage. And he went out and did it. And he continues to win when it comes to uh, comes to contracts, being franchised twice, then getting a big deal from Minnesota, then signing again in Minnesota. And this upcoming offseason, he'll be a free agent, whether the Vikings bring him back or he is the open market. Kirk Cousins is going to be paid again. So yeah. he'll be able to buy all the button-up dress shirts and the whole <laughs> nine uh, that him and his wife Julie put together. Uh, Kirk Cousins has done it the right way. All right. Give me the team that you know exactly who they are. Oh, that's tough right now. I mean, going in, I would have thought the 49ers and they lose back-to-back games. The Eagles, you feel a certain way about. If I had to pick one, I would say it, but it's like at the same time, there's question marks with Jalen Hurts has thrown uh, eight interceptions. He's tied with Garoppolo leading the league right now, and that's not typical of what we've seen. We've seen up and down from the Cowboys. There really isn't a team right now that you're just like, I'm gung-ho. This is the number one team in the NFL. It's but the changed. Chiefs, it feels like, though, Jace. It just, we keep trying to anoint somebody MVP-wise or best team-wise, and it comes back Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. And they kind of fall under that LeBron James thing where their greatness and their level, we go to expect it so much that, to your point, we're waiting for the next team to say, all right, the 49ers were so good, they're going to be the team to beat. And to your point, Kansas City goes out there, they lose the first game of the season to the Lions without Travis Kelsey, without Chris Jones. Those two come back. They struggle offensively through a few weeks, and now they're right on stride of the Kelsey to Mahomes, that connection. So you're absolutely right. If you had to pick one team, you would save them. But it's like at the same time, they also feel beatable this year. But for whatever reason, they find a way in every single game uh, to just win those games, whether it's a close score, whether it's a blowout. Um, somehow they've just become the standard and they continue to do so. I don't know if you talk trash, but you probably had teammates who did. If you were facing uh, Travis Kelsey, would you bring up Taylor Swift? Oh, of course. And the, the crazy thing is having played against Kelsey at the time and attempting to talk trash and do all those things, I feel like he's well prepared. I mean, this is a guy that hosted Saturday Night Live. So you're going into the game and you're thinking of, all the Taylor Swift things you can say. You may even bring Jason Kelsey into it. And I feel like he's well-prepared. He's already gone through it. He already has his comebacks, his win, and all mm. of that ready. But trying to stop Travis Kelsey, you pull out whatever it is you can. You go back and you watch documentaries. You may be trying to bring up <laughs> Ed Kelsey, Donna Kelsey, the whole nine. You're trying to throw the whole kitchen sink at him because it felt like he had 25 catches and 200 yards in just the first half of the Chargers game this past weekend. Okay. I asked uh, Marcus Spears this yesterday. I'll ask you. Uh, you can have uh, Tyreek Hill or Jason Kelsey. Mm -hmm. or Travis Kelsey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm going with Tyreek Hill. I'm a, I'm a small guy. I'm, I'm all for speed. Um, Tyreek Hill leaves 
Kansas City, leaves Patrick Mahomes, he gets to Miami, he goes to is one of the most accurate passes I've ever been around. And you're like, all right, all right, Tyreek, we get it. Like, he's your quarterback, you got to hype him up. And he's been absolutely fantastic in Miami. So I'm going Tyreek Hill, and that's no slight against Travis Kelsey. Obviously, this guy's like fine wine. He's getting better with age. But I think I'm going Tyreek Hill, especially because all the antics, you never know what you're going to get. Jason, yeah, well, sometimes that's good and bad. Jason McCourty, <laughs> NFL Network, and former uh, Patriot won a title there, works for Good Morning Football on NFL Network. Better tight end, Kelsey or Gronk? Oh, longevity has to come into play. I'm going with Travis Kelsey on that one. This guy is the same age as Gronk, and he is still doing it. And it's not like, all right, he's still playing. He's transitioning to a blocker or something like that. No, he's still doing it as the number one receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs, the guy that they're going and double-teaming and trying to stop week in and week out. He's still performing at a high level. Gronk, obviously, the better blocker, different styles. But if I had to just pick one, I'm going Travis Kelsey. Got any problem with the uh, the brotherly shove? What's the future of it? Mm, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, Richard Sherman brought up a great point on field goal blocks as a defense. You're not allowed to stand behind those big linemen and push them. And they say that's for the health and safety of the player. So what's the difference offensively? Great point. But I don't know. There's just something fun about the play, something fun about the fact that every other team is trying to do it. We watched Minnesota do it Monday night. Fred Warner jumps over the offensive lineman and tackles Kirk Cousins, which was kind of a la Troy Palomalu who did it while I was standing on the sidelines for the Titans. He jumped over and grabbed Kerry Collins. There's something about a play that nobody can stop that makes it a lot of fun. And you don't want the the rules committee to come and then put a stop to it. So especially Nick Sirianni, we, we call him like a walking emoji on Good Morning Football. And the way he talks about it, how <laughs> proud he is about it. I love that fact. So I'm hoping the play stays in. But I'm also hoping that somebody comes along and finds a way to stop it. And Philly goes in the game and goes 0 for 3 on 4th and 1 trying to run that play. Did you ever tackle Derrick Henry? No. I was teammates with him his rookie year. And then in Tennessee, we played, when I moved to New England, we played him once. And I never got one-on-one -on -one with him. And um, I was very happy about that. Were you avoiding him? Is that what you were doing? <laughs> By the time that was that was year eleven in the league, so by that time you learn how to make those business decisions. <laughs> so you, you stick on the receiver a little bit longer. I remember his first team meeting. He comes into the to the meeting room, and myself and a safety, Damian Stafford, are sitting next to each other. And Derek is already sitting when we walk in the meeting room. And rookies know you're supposed to stand until the vets come in. So he taps on me like, "Hey, rookie, you're in my seat." And Derek stands up, and both of us just look up at the sky. And Damien was like, hey, man, if I knew you were that big, I would just let you take the seat, and I would have found somewhere else to sit. So it's, it's crazy impressive, his stature, and how he's built up as a running back. Okay, what are the Titans doing? They've traded away their best receiver, the best defensive back. You're, looks like you're moving forward with a, a, another quarterback in the draft here. Do you think they should, will trade Derrick Henry? I think if they can, I think they will trade Derrick Henry. I think it's a matter of what contender, possibly somebody like maybe a Buffalo Bills, who obviously they have James Cook, who's more of a scat back um, speed. And like, maybe you add a Derrick Henry. I think if they can get what they feel they deserve for Derrick Henry, I think they would trade him. I think Ryan Tannehill would be on the trading block if he was healthy. I think mm. right now I remember talking to Rand Carthon in the summer, and he said building a roster is kind of like renovating. You're not just rebuilding everything or resetting or starting over. You're keeping some of your 
antique some of your really valuable pieces, which are also trying to add some of those pieces as well. I think as the season has progressed, Tennessee hasn't had as much success as they want. And somebody like uh, Kevin Byard became available for Philly. And it's like, why not go out and make that trade? And Byard's a guy they call the mayor in Tennessee, a guy that has built bricks in that building, has been outstanding as a player and a man off the field. So I think he brings a lot to Philly. And Derek fits in that same boat. I think he could be on his way out. They can find a trade partner as well. Great stuff, Jason, as always. We appreciate your time. Enjoy you on uh, Good Morning Football with the crew there. Thanks, thanks again for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Nice to be with a legend. Jason, <laughs> whoa. Oh, did you guys think he was talking about you guys? Yeah. Oh, I think he was talking about me. I nice to be was. with legends. Oh, is that I thought? But I am legend. <laughs> z- z- oh, plural. Oh man, maybe not. I am legend. Z- 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 <laughs> Jason McCourty, NFL Network. Good morning, football. Obviously, he knows talent. <laughs> uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joe in Texas. Hi, Joe. Thanks for holding. What is on your mind today? Good morning, Dad. I was calling to about earlier. Y'all talking about naming boats? Yeah, it's uh, considered um, bad luck not to name your boat. Oh, and uh, according to my cousin, who's uh, his son's a puddle pirate, all commercial vehicles must be named. A puddle pirate is the Coast Guard. Oh. the Marines call them. Okay, but I have a pontoon boat that's on a lake. Do I need to name my boat? Now that I don't know about recreational. Okay, that, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but I do know that they say it's bad luck if you don't name it. Okay, but I don't even know where I can put the name on a pontoon boat. Right, there's no like back wall, really. No, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check where I could put it. Like a big? How about a big like fly? Like a big thing on top? Like a banner? Yeah, like a huge banner. Well, ostentatious. I I don't want to be noticed. I mean, I just it's a pontoon boat. Just want to kind of chug around, do some fishing. Uh, let's see. Andrea in Texas. Hi, Andrea. Well, good morning, boys. How are you? Great. I am 5'8", and there's no way I'm telling you my weight. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'm from Lubbock, Texas, which is the home of Buddy Holly and Mac Davis, and also Texas Tech University. Uh, Zach Thomas, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Young, which is why I'm calling today. I've got a baseball question and possibly two comments, if you'll allow me. Okay, Andrea. Uh, The question is regarding with the Texas Rangers. uh, I have noticed uh, that whenever the catcher and the pitcher have a powwow or whatever they call it up on the mound. And sometimes the manager will come out and talk with them. But Josh will always join them. But it's never the first baseman or Simeon or Seeger. It's always Josh. And is that a rule? Is that just something that they've established? Uh, He's never told to go away. Uh, Why is he included? Okay. Um, I'm not quite sure, but I'll try to get some of my best people on that. Uh, kind of a random question there. We're all over it. Yeah. We're all about left turns, but that that's a left turn and then a left turn and a left turn, and we went just around in a circle, and here we are going to take a break. What, Marvin? There's Rangers fans, though. Yes. All right. Yeah, there are. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.